This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All righty. Welcome aboard, folks. Time to rock and roll and have some fun on a Friday. You made it, man, right? You made it. It's a beautiful thing. It's so beautiful that, you know, you've got even a, a Friday where there's less panic. We've got media members and talking heads scrambling all over the place, trying to backtrack from some really bad hot takes on, you know, cap crisis and stuff like that, stuff that really was never going to happen because we kind of told you about so. You know, kind of fun stuff that we've got going on here at Craig's Inns, Acura of Pembroke Pines. Yes, sir. End of the month. We're right towards the end of the month here, so we uh, come on out here and make some great deals. Number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Sean Stanley is by my side. How you feeling, Sean? You feeling good? I am doing good. Feeling good? All right, all right. I like to see that. Saw Manny Navarro was uh, making his broadcast debut yesterday. That was actually pretty cool, doing a little FIU. Did you see that? Uh, let's see. Uh, where are we at here? The Dolphins have informed Xavier Howard he'll be cut at the start of the new league year. Yeah. Um, um, hey, um, two years behind. That's Omar Kelly reporting. Two years behind us. Two years ago. Okay, you're my witness. And a lot of you, the hardcore, two years ago we told you they will cut Byron Jones next year and they will cut X the following year. Okay? I'm really boring on this show. I'm not going to tell you about cap drama. Why? Because there is no cap drama. As I told you, there wouldn't be any cap drama. And so I'm glad that everybody else is now catching up that X is going to be cut this, this offseason. Uh, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. You're two years behind us. And seriously, you can, uh, any of the hardcores that are there, Ragin knows. He's been around two years. Gus Gus1388 knows. He's been around two years. One Eyed Jack's uh, one of the newer ones. Chad's been around even longer. I know that. So some of you out there that have been around, you know what I'm talking about. Jay Gelfin's been long. He's been around for maybe almost two decades now, right? Something like that, Jay. Anyway, so, yes. We told you two years ago that, that, that Xavier Howard would be cut this offseason. Anyway, so a lot of things to talk about. We got a lot of, you know, on a day that it's an offseason – there's a lot of dolphin stuff to talk about too that um, I ran into, so uh, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome aboard to the program, Manny Navarro. By the way, will join us at the top of the hour once again. I apologize for the late start. Uh, as you all know, I've uh, I'm recovering from my foot surgery that I had Achilles and uh, a a bone spur surgery that was stabbing one of my tendons that controls one of my toes. And so uh, we had to get rid of all that stuff. And so now I'm in a, in a boot for about six weeks. Uh, two, Monday, by the way, they take off the stitches, bitches. 
Yeah. I love it. So we get the stitches off on Monday. We'll get a little progress report. You know, there's a chance that I might be able to drive after week four, maybe week five or six, if, if my foot has made progress. I can tell you this. I can feel like I can put a little more pressure on my foot. So it, it already feels like I'm making a lot of progress. So because of that, my incredible and phenomenal wife has to literally finish work and then get in the car and bring me to a broadcast. So this is why we're later than normal. Today would have been a 10 a.m. broadcast, but uh, we have to do the afternoon. So there'll be a couple of them. we got a Canesware broadcast coming up. It'll be also in the afternoon around 3.30, same time. All right, so uh, starts at, at 3.30. YouTube is wrong. No, it's not. YouTube's not wrong. It says there, positive news for Miami Dolphins, where Mike McDaniel can learn something. Friday show, 3.30 p.m., 2.23.24. That's what the headline says. Okay? So, I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I don't know if you can't read. Maybe you have a problem reading with the headline of the entire show. You know, that's a good way to find out when the show is starting on the headline. It says what it's, at what time it's starting that day. I don't know if you guys know that. But when you click... If you actually take the time to read the headline, it tells you everything. Isn't that a wild concept, Sean? Just by reading, you get educated. The more you know, isn't, isn't that the way the commercial goes with the little star and the rainbow? The more you know. It's amazing. You just read. Just look at the headline. Positive news for Miami Dolphins. Where Mike McDaniel can learn something, Friday show, 3.30 p.m., 2.23.24. I think all the information is right there. You read that and it's got to tell you right away. You know, I think the show starts at 3.30. Anyway, BX is number one. Is that is that how it registers there on the on the real one that you got there? BX. I've never even seen this one. This is like a you're like a newbie and you're the number one. That's that's special BX. Thirty million dollar cap increase for 24-25 season, 255. Wow, it's a beautiful thing. We'll talk about that. Jay Hurd is in. Thank you for all you do and continued passion for the Finns and Miami sports in general. God bless you and yours. Thank you, Jay. Much love to you, sir. Dude 67 in the house. Brooklyn Rob. Friday by the dip. Oh. We got to talk. I've been doing something wrong, and I've given away several hundred dollars doing it, and some of you are doing the same thing, and we need to get smart here, folks. We need to save money. And I'm out to save you money, okay? If you don't have a Cash App account, get the Cash App account, okay? Why do I tell you this? It's the best way to buy Bitcoin. I said it. All right, so wherever you buy Bitcoin, you're going to have a gas fee for buying it, right? One, two percent, three percent, whatever it is, right? 
no matter what website, crypto.com, Binance, you name it, wherever you buy it, BitGet, whatever, you're going to pay something, right? And then eventually you're going to transfer how many, how much Bitcoin you collect to your, to your um, uh, wallet, right? To your cold storage wallet, correct? And you're going to pay a gas fee for that transfer. Sometimes it's 16 bucks. It could be up to like $25, $30 now. So don't buy any more your Bitcoin on crypto.com and on BitGet and on, uh, on, uh, on Binance and uh, Kraken or whatever site you may use, okay? Because you're going to buy it there and you're going to pay a fee like everybody else does. That's normal, okay? And then you're going to pay the transfer fee. On Cash App, and thank, thanks uh, to somebody out there, I forgot which one of you, should, you know, told me exactly that you can do it. You can't transfer your Bitcoin there to your cold storage wallet, but you have three options. You have an immediate option that you pay a certain price. You have a secondary option. You pay a, a nominal price. And then you have a third option that is free. So you save yourself that fee. Could be 10, 12 bucks. Could be $30. The last time I moved a, a bunch of Bitcoin from crypto.com to my cold storage wallet, I paid around 26, 30 bucks or something like that. I've done that several times over the years. So I've given away several hundred dollars. And so the, for those of you doing, and it's super easy to buy Bitcoin on Cash App. Takes two steps, boom, 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 you buy it. And then when you want to send it, you get your, you know, your address from your cold storage wallet. You copy and paste it and put it there and then send it. As long as you have, once you get to 0. .0001 of a Bitcoin and over, you can send. And you pick the third choice for free. And it never even takes 24 hours. I've seen it take 10 minutes. I've seen it take 25 minutes. I've seen it take an hour. So really, the way Cash App does it, it's the most convenient way to buy Bitcoin. And you know what I did? I did a recurring thing too. So I set it to buy a couple bucks every week. 25 bucks, boom. And you can have it recurring and just never have to worry about it. And then when it collects a certain amount, just move it over to your cold storage wallet. And you get it off. Remember, you always get your, your, your crypto off exchanges. So now that I'm saving you a little money doing that, easiest way to do it, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Padilla, wake up, everyone. There you go. Jay Gelfin, Shabbat Shalom, Orlando. Sean and chat crew, let's hope for a peaceful weekend and a bunch of Miami wins. Amen to that. Sneak Attack says, ending the weekend right with my brothers, Big O and Sean. Everyone, don't panic. Buy the dips also. But more importantly, smash the like button. Thank you, sir. Adolfo Foliaco. I was the second. Like, please, check the like button. There you go. Dan is in the house. Ray Sosa, Miami 305. Stetson O, Tony Masker. Lord Warden. Jamie Zoria out in San Jose. Actually, he's in San Luis Obispo, California. I hope everyone's having a great week. Orlando, I hope you're doing better. Remember to smash the like button. Thank you, thank you. Steven Gonzalez. Captain Saki is out there. Ron on the all-night telethon. Brian Landis, Cosa Nostra. 
Angelo De Jesus. Thank you, sir. Daniel Berry, Gus Gus1388, Joseph, Jason G. Of course, everything you've been saying is coming to fruition as it begins with Ogba. Told you he'd be gone too, yeah. Uh, Ray Varnicus, but that one's easy. Telling you that X will be cut two years from now. I mean, the only thing that tops that is that Brian Flores is getting fired in the middle of a winning streak. But, you know, we have our days here on the show. Uh, Andrew Weitzel, welcome aboard, my friend. Brian Landis, oh, I could live in your backyard. Of course you can. All you have to do is call Cutter's Edge Pro, and they will make a backyard you can live in. Uh, Marcellus Temple, thank you for the love. The Ragin' is in. One-Eyed Jack, Popeye, Eddie Elvire, Marcellus Tempo. Nothing wrong when gloating when you're right. Yeah, but remember, you got to be humble and, and also, uh, uh, what's it called, admit when you're wrong. That's, that's the key. The key is being humble and make sure you admit you're wrong too. And I have zero issues with that. I'm the first guy to tell you when I'm wrong on something. So that's the beauty. Chad is in the house. Thank you, Chad. Howdy. Oh, it's hilarious how the media pundits panic about the cap drama. Told you there was no reason to panic. Uh, Pucci says, I argue with O, keep X. And he was right. I was wrong, but... Still would have kept him. Uh, they'll, you know, Pucci, I think they would keep him. Okay. Wait a minute. Let me, let me get to the bottom of the list. I think they would keep him. What's the theme that I'm looking for? Come on. It's three words. Uh, let's see how loyal. Let's see how much you pay attention. They would keep X. They would. Three words that we have some fun with. Anybody got it for me? I'll give you two clues. Cook and Taylor. Cook and Taylor. It's three words. What is it? Three words. There we go, one-eyed Jack. I effing love you, bro. Dude 67 coming in. Low-hanging fruit. Come on, man. We're talking about the two-year, the two-year GM that sneaks in that second year to control your ass. We're talking about Chris Greer. Low-hanging fruit. So if X wants to go out there and think he's going to go get market value and all that, You've what, what is what does Chris Gary say? You've earned that right to be a free agent, right? You know when he tells you that, it's like, hey man, we got you. We understand you've earned that right. It's a really nice way of saying, go test the market, dude. So yeah, they would bring X back, but it's those three magical words. If it ain't those three magical words. X is not coming back to the Miami Dolphins. 
So those images he had of playing with his friend Jalen Ramsey and having the best combo and all that stuff, uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen for him, unfortunately. You know? So as long as he wants that low-hanging fruit, then yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. That's, that's him right there. Uh, Big O, I hope that McD is able to learn so far. He hasn't shown he can learn in many areas, says Brett Dodger. I agree. I agree. We got something on that, too, today we're going to talk about. Again, there was some stuff. Alexis says, really, I have Cash App. Yeah, dude, best way to buy Bitcoin. I'm an idiot. I should have figured that shit out a while ago. I would have saved myself. I would have had a little more Bitcoin. The couple of hundred dollars that, I would have, that I've spent in, in shipping stuff over to my cold storage wallet, I could have saved all that money and bought Bitcoin with that. It has a third option that's free. It says from zero to 24 hours. Zero minutes to 20. Because it doesn't know how long it'll take. It depends on the traffic on the, on, the, on the blockchain. So it doesn't put a priority on it. But it goes through quickly. So really is cool. Uh, Andrew says, anyone who listened to your show yesterday should know the show was going to be at 3.30. Yeah, but not everybody listens every day, Andrew. Some people are hardcore, and I love you all. Sean and I have incredible appreciation for you all that truly listen and watch the shows, not just, you know, I appreciate those of you that watch just a segment or an interview or whatever, and that's what you want to do. But I know a lot of you that watch the show because the sh- inside the show is going to be information. It's not all going to be inside what rant or inside a an interview that's what people don't understand a lot of times you know so there you go some of these youtube dolphin creators are coming up with some crazy it's the off season that's all and they all they see i can go talk about the heat and then i could go talk about inner miami and then i can talk crypto and i could talk music and i could talk about all kinds of shit you know what i mean and that's the difference on this show but when you're stuck and you only talk one sport, and now you're in the offseason, now you got to come up with all kinds of shit that makes no sense, like that stupid waddle talk. And the, fact that, and the fact that the media entertains it, it tells you how desperate they are for content. So I know it's boring, but I don't do those kind of things. I'm not going to try to draw up sensationalism about the cap when I, I know what's going on. I'm going to tell you, they'll be fine this year. There's, that's not a concern. It gets a little harder next year and then impossible in 2026. And I, by the way, have I not been saying that since last year, right? For over a year, I've been saying that, that this year would not. Last year, I told, last year, I told all of you, okay, Last year, I told all of you that this offseason would not be a cap problem, that the next year would get a little challenging, and then in 26 is when Tua's contract will fully kick in. It'll be a pain in the ass. You'll be able to get rid of Armstead two years from now. You'll be able to dump a couple of things, but the Waddle contract, all kinds of stuff is going to kick in. Um, um, Your safety, uh, you know, Hunt, like Hunt, you'll have a low number this year. It'll pick up next year. That'll make it more difficult next year. Things will get a little harder next year. Don't let the media just they have they they have to do this, bro. They have to do this. They have to like take it step by step and play the 
sensationalism game and and play the oh maybe this will happen and then they you know you play both sides of it well you know it'll happen but maybe if not and then they try to cover their ass not me i just walk out on the plank i'm either right or wrong i don't play both sides i just tell you hey they'll cut x in two years they'll cut byron jones next year i'll just tell you that and I'll tell you next last year that this offseason is not going to be a cap issue. You know, I'll just tell you that, and that's it. Just leave it at that, and it's boring. Instead of me trying to create shows the last couple of weeks of, oh, my God, are they going to be able to get under the cap? Are they going to be able to get a, you know, like they got to write articles like that, like they got to do talk shows that way. I'm not doing that, bro. Just not doing that. I don't need to. Don't care. I'll move on and talk about Inter. And then I'll talk about the Miami Heat, and I'll talk about the Panthers, and, you know, that's it. That's what we'll do. We'll just move on and stay realistic in the whole thing instead of just trying to chase, uh, you know, clicks. So we're not going to be the ones that are going to get 100,000 clicks because we're not playing the sensationalistic games. Yes, sir. So a little bit about the Howard against the cap and everything is okay with the designation they're going to save 18.5 million in the cap space according to overthecap.com mm-hmm. um, they will be responsible for 7.4 million of dead, dead space cap. based on prorated bonus money mm-hmm. without the post June 1 designation it would have saved they would have saved only 2.8 million against the cap and 23 million in dead money and um, the only drawback to the post June 1st designation they won't be able to use the cap space they created until, until June, June 1st, 1st. Yeah, which right. we, I think we've discussed we talk, with, we with talked more about people this. on that as well. It's not a big deal, whatever. And they'll have cap space. It's not, it's not an issue. That means they can put off some of the negotiations with certain people. To, they, they could actually tag hunt and then buy themselves time till June and then renegotiate that and then take the tag off. That, that's the only way I can see a tag being used on hunt or something like that. Not on Wilkins. I don't, I don't believe that. Jeremy, big O, imagine if your wife had to bring you to the radio station during your 640 and 560 days with your surgery today since nobody works at 640 these days. <laughs> uh, she would have done it. My wife's uh, a rock, dude. You know, she would have done it. We're old school, man. We do whatever we have to do. You know, that's kind of the way he and I are cut, you know. It's just, it's different. We, uh, trust me, we've had to work with people that we were like, <laughs> he and I, the 1210 and the onside experience had its moments when you would, we would look at each other like, yeah, we're not really working with some people that have our same values. <laughs> Let's just put it that way at times, yeah. I got a hangnail. I got to take a day off. What? There, there, you know, I, I, I never knew about I just realized this. At times at 1210 and onside, you and I actually experienced load management in broadcasting. There were people that are just too tired to come into work or too... They had a, a cold for a day or something. Yeah, that yeah, was funny. Hilarious. <laughs> Although the cold stuff, I don't mind, because then you spread it out to everybody else. Actually, that's a good one. 
Uh, Shane Yoakum, thank you, sir. Great show. Best coverage out there for Dolphins. Thanks. Keep up the good work. I appreciate you, sir. Zag says, Dolphins cut X and Agba. Sports Stradamus strikes again. Damn right. The Sports Stradamus. The Sports Stradamus is always here for all of you out there. Always. The Sports Tradamus has spoken. Ken Rosa, Luis Beltran, Jets Gang. Uh, let's see. Cher Bear, JR, I'd like to know what's your expectations for the Finns next year. JR, we got to finish the offseason, my friend. We got to get first through free agency, then we've got to get through the draft. And then when we're done filling all the holes, then I, you know, my expectations, your ass better get in the playoffs and start winning some playoff games. That's the basic expectation I got to give you. Chris Greer, Marvin Allen, Reggie McKenzie, Mike McDaniel, okay? Cut the shit. Let's go. Tua, Phillips, Chubb. Everybody, I know we're going to get Phillips and Chubb later on in the season, but whatever, anybody and everybody, let's go. Let's start winning playoff games, Tyreek. Hang on to the damn football. Let's go. Let's go. Let's start winning some playoff games. That's what I'm expecting. But in reality, my brother, I got to wait to see what happens in the offseason. I'm not going to make, again, the, doing a, a, a mock draft now is a waste of time when you haven't done free agency yet. Talking about expectations is a waste of time until we've gone through free agency in the draft. And then we'll know what we have and the potential, and then we see what everybody else has done too. You know, all those other things. We have to take, let's get the facts in. Okay? All right? Let's not go charging somebody when we have a Russian operative giving us misinformation. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Uh, let's see. The cap over analysis started with Omar. He said for a hundred years there was, oh yeah, no, a cap. Yeah. Our boy Omar likes the, he says the cap doesn't exist and then it does exist. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's been well stated. That's how you learn from your mistakes by admitting your faults. Yeah, but they don't do that nowadays. Jamie Lobo, team friendly deal on this show. We call it low hanging fruit. Stetson O, DL, it's a beautiful day at Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines, baby. You are correct, sir. It is a mighty beautiful day. And we're headed down the end of the month, which means lots of deals. So make sure you get your uh, butts down here and take advantage. Xavier Howard is never going to take any pay cut. Yeah, you're right about it. Yeah. Yeah. They would have kept X if he was willing to work with the team, but he isn't willing to restructure or take less money. The Dolphins have done right by X. They they did more than right by X, my brother. More than right by him. Do you see any similarities between Daryl Gardner and Raekwon Davis? Not even close. I've never seen Raekwon Davis have as many explosive plays as, as Daryl Gardner did in a, like, two-year stretch. 
throughout his entire career here so far. He has been a monster, monster disappointment at sec in the second round. There's no way in the front office they can, they can be happy about that pick. And I don't know if it was theirs, if it was flow or something. I, I'm not exactly sure on that one, but it doesn't matter. It goes on them. Uh, they've hit on a ton of other people, so it doesn't matter. But Raekwon is a guy that is, uh, is an underachiever, considering his God-given ability. By the way, the new Integra 2024, folks, $329 a month right now. They got the customer appreciation sales event going on. The 2023 TLX, $399. The 2024 RDX, $459 a month, folks. Get on down here. They are the number one volume sales dealership in the United States. I mean, we've been doing it here for 14 years. And we used to say number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. They were always in the top five, top four, top three. And Larry Schlossberg, since he's taken over, he has, they have slowly climbed from four to three to two and now number one in the country. So when you're going to buy an Acura, you're going to get an incredible selection, new and certified pre-owned, and you're going to get the car you want, the color you want, the style you want, the model you want, but more importantly, the price you want. So come on down here, folks, and take advantage at Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. A ride, a ride, a ride. Uh, stop with the Indian burial grounds. The Marlins have won two championships there. Uh, Dolphins haven't gotten it done because they're not good enough, just like the Canes. Has nothing to do with it. Now, if you want to you say that the curse of the Orange Bowl is following them, all right, you want to have some fun with that one, okay? You know, you're going to have to call Scooby and the gang to try to solve that mystery then. Brett Campbell says, X lost a step. That knee is getting worse and worse. I'm good. I'm bringing him back. Have, have to force the development of these young bucks. I have no problem parting ways with him already at this, at this time. You, you guys know I would have gotten off the bandwagon a couple of years ago, and I was right then. When he got the 10 interceptions, he's had seven since then for the last three years. So, you know, you, you got to move on. It's time. You know, you should have traded him a few years back when you had an opportunity to get uh, an awesome load for him at that moment. What's that? Yeah, Neil Driscoll, I trust. Yes, he's a good dude. Why? What does he say? He sent out a thing with numbers, and, and again, I'm Neil, not... Uh, Neil does his homework. I'm not good with numbers, so I'm just going to go with what he has here. No, Neil has a brain. Um, Dolphins start these offseason at $38.5 million over the cap. Right. With new contracts, QB to it. He put $12 million total savings, $12.4 million. Okay. Restructures. Jalen Ramsey, $18.2 million. Bradley Chubbs, $14 million. Tyreek Hills, $12.4 million. Defensive tax, uh, tackle Zach Sealers, $4.8 million. That'll give them a savings of $49.4 million. Release Agba, Baker, Mike White, Jeff Wilson, Keon Crossing. That'll free up $32.9 million. Post-June release, cornerback Zavin Howard gives them $18.5. $94.3 million in cap space created, minus $39.5 million, which is the current cap space, equals $54.8 million in cash base before an additional $18.5 million 
Miami could have 73.3 million total in cap room. Yeah. Capocalypse? It's coming. It's going to crush us. It's ridiculous, bro. It's right. And good job, Neil. Great job, dude. Uh, the only the number that throws me off was the Tua number. I just don't understand that Oh, because one. when they reworked the deal, they lower his number from 20-something. Whatever to the 12 is what they're so, Okay, okay. So okay. they'll save that number. Yeah, I know he's a lot smarter than me. I just didn't understand where the 12 yeah. came from yeah, and the 12.4. The 22, so yeah. let's say it's a $10 million cap number instead of 22. Okay. And there's your 12. 12. That's all. That's what he's saying. And I understand all of that. So that's why I told you guys a year ago that there wouldn't be a cap issue this year at all and i've stayed with that the whole way through and all that because again i don't need to play the drama game so it doesn't really register on this show we will we'll give you something dramatic two years ago we'll tell you hey they're going to cut byron jones next year and then they'll cut x two years from now that's dramatic dramatic is when x has 10 interceptions and then I tell you, now's the time to trade X. That's dramatic. But it makes sense, right? Because he's only had seven interceptions the three seasons following that. So it kind of made sense then, right, when I said trade X, right? That's when I do the drama. You know, the whole cap, cap crisis and all that for this year. That's not drama. That's sensationalism. You know, when we tell you that Brian Flores is going to get cut in the middle of the winning streak. There's your drama. You know, shocker, it happened. So, you know, it's whatever, but that's the, kind, that's the way we're going to roll on the show. We'll stay that way. It's been pretty good for us, by the way, especially when it comes to the Dolphins. That's for sure. All right, let's do it. Hour number two. Well, technically it's not. It's really we started at 3.30. So Manny Navarro is ready to go with our Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes report. The viewpoint, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. If you're a Miami sports fan, there's only one store to go to. And that's Canes Wear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2655 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at CanesWear.com or InnerMiamiWear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canes Wear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. All right, all right, all right. Before I get to Manny Isais, thank you, my friend. Remember, you can support the show by making a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. And you know my favorite donations are what? Bitcoin donations, Isais. Thank you for sending us a little Bitcoin. We love that. That that see, that's the donation that keeps giving perpetually. Because it's just gonna go up and up and up and up and up. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Isais. Manny, how you doing, my friend? You, you got any Bitcoin yet? 
I have not, brother. I've been too busy coaching soccer and playing pickleball, man. I gotta, I gotta turn my focus to the right place, I guess. You didn't, you didn't get it at 16. You didn't get it at 25. You didn't get it at 30. You didn't get it at 45. Come on! <laughs> when are you gonna get on board? I gotta move. I gotta move on this stuff, man. All right, all right. Well, they got their Bitcoin DB coach, I guess, at the at the at the U. Is that what it is? Yeah, they finally announced the hiring of uh, Chevis Jackson, who I think was the favorite all along. Uh, just a matter of Mario going through the process and talking to people and doing what he likes to do, which is interview people. He enjoys that for some reason. Um, he's a people and, person, uh, man. He's a, a people, people person. Chavis, uh, you know, obviously coached with Lance Gidry at Marshall two years ago and uh, played at LSU. Uh, he's coached at a couple of other places, including Kansas. Uh, but right now, uh, he's going to be a Hurricane uh, DB coach, cornerbacks coach in particular, because Gidry coaches the safeties. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, big position, you know, cornerback this coming season. Not a lot of experience there for Miami. He's got a lot of young guys. We'll see how good of a, of a cornerback's coach he really is. You know, somebody was asking me now to assess what I'm expecting from the Dolphins in the 2024 season. And I'm like, well, we haven't gone through the draft and free agency. First, let's get through free agency, what you lose, what you add. Let's yeah. get through the draft, and then I can assess it. What can you assess at this point? for the University of Miami because I have a hard – see, here's where, here's where I have a hard time setting expectations now for Mario because I know you recruited a bunch of players. Uh, I know your, ta your talent was better last year than it was the year before, but yet when I watch your coaching and I watch the results, yeah. I wasn't impressed. So now I have to kind of grade you on a curve – because I'm not impressed by your coaching. I don't think your coaching is a difference maker. So I get you're getting players. So how do I assess this? Am I, am I expecting the players to carry the coaching staff? Or is the coaching staff going to catch up and pass the players and kind of put them in the positions that they need to be successful? What do I do with the Canes football team? Because I have a hard time setting any kind of real expectations more than a seven or eight win team again. Yeah, it's tough to do because, you know, this is year three of, of the, of the quote unquote rebuild as Mario likes to call it. And you got yourself, you know, one of the more coveted quarterbacks in the transfer portal on Cam Ward. And I think, you know, as a university of Miami fan, you know that, Hey, the last time Miami went into the portal and got a quarterback, Derek King turned out to be pretty good yeah. his first year. Right. It was fun. They went eight and three with him. And I think you look at Cam Ward and you see a lot of similarities to Derek King, a guy who can, who can extend plays with his legs, uh, a guy who's sort of a dual threat. He's actually um, more accurate than, than King. Right. Right. But, but in terms of just what they do on the right. field, no, right? No, the I, fact I got you. It's, it's not your traditional drop back passer, a guy that gives you a different wrinkle um, than what you had with Tyler Van Dyke. Mm -hmm. You have to think, well, you've improved there, right? You've improved in the quarterback room and Tyler Van Dyke sort of wore out his welcome with, with the interceptions as the season went on. So you think you've upgraded there. I think you look at the offensive line, you say, well, that's still a very strong unit, right? So he's going to have time to throw the football. You look at receiver, he's got two of the top returning receivers in the ACC. So from an offensive perspective, right, you got Mark Fletcher, you've got uh, some other guys in the backfield that, are, that were highly touted. You think, okay, maybe this is a better offense this year. Then you flip over to the defensive side and you say, well, you, you lost James Williams, you lost Cam Kitchens. 
who, who maybe, you know, weren't superstars, but certainly going to get drafted in the NFL. They left the year early. That right. puts you in a hole in the secondary. You lose a couple of other experienced guys at cornerback. Um, I think they did well at, uh, on the defensive line in the portal. Elijah Olsen is going to be a really good player. I think, you know, getting a, a key Mesador back is going to help. So I think it's a better football team, right, on paper, based on what they did. I think it's a better football team just alone with Cam Ward. But to sit here and, and, and project on February 23rd and say Miami's going to win 10 games uh, when really – we still have to go through another transfer portal cycle. Oh, by the way, you know, we right. <laughs> this uh, this spring, we're going to see how many guys Miami loses or picks up in the portal because there's another window. So it's just really hard. I, I think they're a better football team. I think we can say that w- with some conviction. Um, but I, I don't know that what that translates to in terms of wins and losses. I think uh, the schedule's favorable. It's not loaded with um, superpowers. Florida is down. Uh, there's some other ACC teams on the schedule that are just okay. Uh, we're so, watching our boys lose to mediocre and shitty teams, dude. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not even worried about good teams. I'm worried about anybody on the schedule now. I've, I, I you know, I right. feel, I feel like Scarface getting interviewed, you know, and and getting all pulled all over the place. Say, hey, you can't do anything to me that Castro has not done already. I've already yeah. lost to FIU. I've already lost to what, what was that uh, team in uh, uh, Appalachian State? Uh, I almost lost to what was it? No, Mid- Middle Tennessee State. They didn't Middle Tennessee State. That's in Middle Tennessee State. Lost to Georgia Tech. I mean, lost to Rutgers in the bowl game. Lost to Rutgers. Yeah, just why don't you just keep you know bitch slapping me here while at it? You know what I'm saying? So. I worry about ever that's that's exactly the point of my question is that yeah. no matter what you added I'm still nervous as hell about well, anything that goes on with this team dude god Mario has to prove that he can get this program to to play at the level he still hasn't gotten there they still have yet to prove that they can play like the old University of Miami nobody no has way. done that no Mark way. Rick did it with a lot of smoke and mirrors in 2017, and then it all fell apart down the stretch yeah. when they lost to Pittsburgh and the ACC championship and then the bowl game. So nobody nobody in 20 years has been able to get Miami to look like Miami again. Why do I think Mario Cristobal will? Because I think he has gotten the talent level in a lot of ways better than others have had it. And I get it. People have said, well, Miami's had talent for years. I disagree. I ha- look at the NFL. I have one. It's not sco- the same level. I have one school for you, Texas A and M. Class yeah. after class, and Jimbo didn't get it done. And class after class, so right. you know sometimes I get you can bring in the talent. You know what I'm saying? And and Shula right. was bringing in decent talent, but then here comes some guy named Nick, and yeah. all of a sudden it's you know different results. At Alabama, you know what I'm saying? So that I just, I still need to see Mario. And that's where, I, it's funny, I can't put, I, I can't, I'm not even putting any expectations on this team anymore right now. I can't. You, you can't. You can't until, I mean, it's been 20 years. I mean, what, they, what, what expectations do they deserve? I, I mean, I, I know the uh, Las Vegas came out with nine and a half wins as uh, the win total. Some of the early numbers uh, for this coming season. That was after adding Cam Ward. Nine and a half should be what it is every year at Miami, yeah. right? Like based on what your your talent background is, that should always be the number yeah. until the next coach can come in here 
and and get them to a national championship contending level. I don't know that that, that Miami will ever get to that. I said that 15 years ago. I know to my editor Walter Villa. I no, said you that. said it I said, on I don't this know show. Miami, you said it on I this said show on this for show? years. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I I don't know that they will ever get back there because it's a different ball game in college football and the the way power has shifted now to conference. It didn't matter before what conference you were in, right? Miami dominated when they were. And independent. They got to the Big East. They kicked everybody's ass. It didn't matter. It matters now what conference you're in. It matters. It's going to matter when it comes to the playoff spots. It's going to matter. I mean, look at FSU. Went 13-0 and got left out of the party. Why? Because they were in the ACC. So I don't know how much more evidence you need that it matters what what conference you're in. And, and, and that's not the way college football was when Miami was successful. So no. right now they're in an inferior conference. And, and they're Mario an inferior team. And they're an inferior yeah. team, let's be honest now. And let me, let me lead you to something that I just thought of that I don't think most of us are not thinking about this because we're not playing chess and looking ahead mm -hmm. of time. So FSU's gotten, gotten kind of cold with this whole transfer crap and get the hell out of the conference and all that. And there might be a loophole that they could try to challenge or whatever, okay? Let's say it never happens, fine. But let's say it does happen, and then there's a loophole and they find their way out. If you're the University of Miami, you have to realize from here on out, nobody is bringing you along anymore because of your right. logo. Your reputation died years ago because it's been so long it doesn't even exist anymore. So if these two power conferences want to grow more in the future and add a few more teams, it behooves Miami to turn this program around with a quickness in the next couple of years and become a really sexy powerhouse. So that way, the Big Ten or the SEC say, oh, no, no, we can use that now. We can use that now. But if you're an also-run, which is what the, the Canes are, they're a middling team. At best, they're a middling team, by the way. At, on their best years, they're a middling team. If not, they're lesser than that. They have lost all their luster. And so what you need to do is get back on track and become a monster again so you can become that sexy girl that everybody wants to take to the prom because that was part of their sexiness when even they were an independent. And it, you know, yep. it got to a point where you know, people were afraid to play them, but they still took them on because it brought ratings and it brought fans and all kinds of stuff. The use, you know, that, that shit is dying for them. They really need to get back to being relevant so they can get to the big bucks again because if they don't get relevant, I don't know how they join the party of the SEC or the Big Ten. And that's why I really, I've said, and I'm not trying to be overdramatic when I said this when Mario got hired, but I basically said, if he if he doesn't pan out, this yeah. might be over yeah. for Miami. It might just be done. Right. Because I don't know that you can resurrect uh, a program that's been dormant for that long, especially in the world that we're living in now, as I that's mentioned, where the SEC and Big, and, and Big Ten are at such a huge advantage. And and once you fall out of it, there's really no coming back. Um, Remember, there point. wasn't big money. Coaches right. weren't getting paid. 
there, there, there wasn't anything like what there used to be when, when the, when the U was the U. College mm-hmm. football was nothing, bro. You, you could find coaches left and right. Now the up and coming coaches are scooped up right away, and they're paid a boatload of money. And because of everything that's established now, you nailed it. The, the roadmap that existed then allowed a, a pirate to come out of anywhere and become, you know, uh, everything. Now an independent will die in today's world. It's just, it's just not going to happen for you, man. It really won't. And, that, and that's what makes, you know, you, you kind of have to watch Notre Dame as well, right? Notre Dame for years has been able to survive on its brand name. But they also haven't won a national title in a long time either. Yeah. And, and uh, but they know, have they've, the they've had they have the network. Power. They've had they've had the network, but they've also been very, very resistant to joining the Big Ten for a long time. Is that going to change in the next five? Oh, years? it will. It I will. Think, I it, think so. I they think had so. the luxury of doing that. Now right. the conference money has caught up and maybe even passed them. So now right. they're going to then have to now they're going to have to get into the fold. But at the moment, mm-hmm. for decades, they didn't have to. They could be their own standing brand. It, that's yeah. not going to happen anymore with what the Big Ten and the SEC are doing. It's too much of a power move, bro. Too much. Yeah, and 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 this whole expansion now to fourteen teams, and and you know the SEC wanting to have four guaranteed teams in the Big Ten, and it, it this is this is what they were plotting all along, brother. This is what it was all about. Yeah. It's uh, shorten, you know, close the size of the club, only let certain people in, and you know those people share the money. So. Miami's time is now. They need Mario Cristobal to get this thing rolling. Right now, you have a lot of people who have invested money into into Mario and the program and the getting you know these players here through NIL. Um, he's got to win. He's got to yeah. win. He's yeah. got to get this thing back. Yeah, he, he definitely does, man. Uh, so, uh, but by the way, uh, are you you're you're an Apple guy, right? Yes. Did you did you download Apple Sports? I have not. Dude, you should download check it out. You should download Apple Sports because you put all your favorite teams, right? And like, mm-hmm. you know, yesterday I I you know, like you see the app and I have, you know, FAU, FIU, men's women, UM. Nice. Uh, and it's all there. Uh, you know, and then you, you know, like if you want, you tap into the uh, the the Florida Panthers one and the Canes and all that. And it's actually really cool. And I ask you about this one. You should get it because everybody should have it because yeah. you can control it. And every day you have just your, your local games. And you have them all there. Uh, but uh, your broadcast debut, my brother. Talk to me. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Oh, uh, last night I called my first uh, college basketball game for ESPN Plus with uh, A.J. Ricketts, who's super talented. He's only 31 years old, though. This guy is a, is a rising star, UM grad. Uh, works for FIU and, and is one of their play-by-play guys. Really, really talented. But he he did a great job setting uh, a, an old sports writer up to uh, pretend to be a, a color analyst for for two hours. Oh, please, you can and thankfully, it. the game was uh, the game was good. FIU won seventy-six seventy-one. It was uh, a really uh, a thrilling second half, as thrilling as it can be for a team that's only won nine games this year and struggled. Yeah. But the, the ladies uh, are the, the ladies are the ones having a good season actually. And they right, lost. Right. And they lost, I believe, last night, I think, unfortunately. Right? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what happened. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's fun. I'm getting an opportunity to do that stuff with FIU now, call a few games and, and expand my horizons a little bit. And, you know, it's ESPN Plus, which I know some people you got to pay for, right? You got to have the extra access. But that's yeah. the world we live in now. And 
but hopefully I get some more opportunities to call some games in the future. I, I know I'm going to be doing some baseball and some softball games and maybe football down the road. Nice, nice. Weren't you on the call with uh, George Richards on the softball? Yes, that's right. That's we, right. We, we did softball for one inning, and then the uh, the new equipment that they installed at the softball stadium crapped out on us after one <laughs> inning, and so George and I sat what? there uh, just watching the game for four innings, and then uh, they, they waved us off and said, hey, we're, we're trying to get this thing fixed. Uh, we're re- we apologize. You'll still get paid. At, uh, thanks for showing up. So uh, this was my real debut, uh, yeah. ESPN+. Yeah. Plus. Well, I listened to the one inning. Yeah, well, well, welcome to the reality of, uh, of this world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah, it happens. It happens, man. And live, and there's nothing like live, bro. You can't hide. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. All right, my brother, what do you got going on in the athletics so folks can check you out? Well, I mean, look, spring football is going to start March 4th. Miami's opening camp then, and and people probably want to say, well, who who do they still have, and who left, and who are they bringing in? I, I did a couple of articles this week, uh, looking at the 11 best transfer uh, transfer slash. Uh, recruiting additions to the roster. I ranked those guys, and then I did a, a, a 24. So you got 35 players that I that I wrote about uh, as far as spring football and and you know just what this team is going to look like. The, essentially, the 35 most important players going into uh, the start of camp. Love it. All right, man. Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro, and where you can keep up with his broadcast schedule. You already got a next game or what? Yes, I will be doing FIU baseball. I, I think, yeah, FIU baseball. I think it's March 4th. They play Seton Hall, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so I'll cool. be doing, uh, that's like a Monday night, uh, 6 p.m. I know Seton Hall is not necessarily a baseball power, but uh, hey, you know what? It's uh, it's another game for me to call, and, and I'll be on there with AJ again. So that'll be that'll Have be some fun. fun, bro. Get some experience. Do it, man. Play-by-play and color you, is thank fun, you. bro. It's fun. It's fun stuff. It is. All right, Manny. Thank you, my brother. Have a great weekend. All right, I'll take care, man. You See got you guys. it. Canesware, baby, all you need is our code, Big O10, whether you're online at canesware.com, and if you order over $99, you're going to get free shipping. You use our code, Big O10, you will get 10% off. If you go in person at 2655 South University Drive in Davie, you can use our code, Big O10, and you will get it off. They got anything and everything with the Canes logo on it. They've got Inter-Miami gear, messy jerseys, messy shirts, Miami Heat, Miami Marlins, Florida Panthers. What else am I missing? Am I missing anything else? All the local teams. They've got them there at Canesware. Go say hi to Brett and Jeff and all the amazing people out there. They know how to get it done at Canesware.com. Welcome to Canesware. New store, new items, same great experience. Family-owned and operated since 2010, Canesware has the latest merchandise from the Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Inter-Miami CF, and more. Come visit us at our store in Davie on University Drive, just south of 595, or online at canesware.com. Canesware, the spot Miami fan shop. A ride, a ride, a ride. Bruce Wilson, you are correct, sir. X has not played up to his inflated salary the past two years. That's why he... He wants to come back. He got to. He has to take a major pay cut because he's been getting overpaid for for a while now. Still need patience with the Canes, Marcellus, brother. The there's not much more patience to have. Uh, Mario needs to come up with some serious results in the next couple of years here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're getting into year three already. It's and 
I haven't seen a lot of improvement. I know the talent's better, but the coaching is not. Uh, Lofi says, next year our defense might, the, might be the worst in our own division. Lots of pieces to be figured out. And uh, It's too early, bro. You're reacting uh, like uh, I see some of the writers, too. You got to wait to see what they draft and what they add in free agency and who improves from the roster the year before and all that. You just never know. And you know what needs to happen more than anything, Lofi? The offense needs to start carrying the team more. And that's where you must improve the line and the running game, Lofi. That's, see, that's where I think some of you kind of miss the, the boat here. You know, yeah, you need a good defense, and you need to make some stops. And you need to make timely stops, right? But the one factor that I need the Dolphins to get across is they need to become a much more physical and dominating offense. The team gets bailed out by the defense way too much. And it depends on the defense way too much for the last 10 plus years, maybe 20. And rarely does the the offense lead the charge. And you have an offensive-minded coach. That's your head coach. That needs to be what leads this team. So that's what needs to change. And then you'll have a better defense because you can keep them fresher. But if you're going to throw them out there because, you know, you're going to have a bunch of three and outs and you're going to do irresponsible play calling and all kinds of stuff and you're not going to dedicate yourself to the run and things like that, then you create trickle-down effects. Okay? And that's what ends up happening. When you make stupid decisions like keeping Chubb and, and at the end of a fourth quarter when the game is over and it's a 30-point loss and he's three minutes left in the game and why are you there? These are the stupid things that set you back and set your own team back. And when you're running the ball and you stop running the ball and now you fail on offense, now you're putting your defense back out there again. There's a lot of things that come to game management that needs to get better with Mike McDaniel drastically and it better improve drastically this year because I will be losing my shit if it doesn't. I don't have any more patience for Mike McDaniel and his goofiness on the sidelines. None. I'm done with patience. I need to see results on the sidelines now. I'm going to be incredibly critical of Mike McDaniel this year if he continues doing stupid shit on the sidelines. Okay? Because it affects everything and anything that goes on with this team and all of his players. Because he doesn't manage the game. So if anything, I need the offense to pick it up. Um, let's see. Marcellus. No expectations, no disappointment, LOL. Yeah, it's kind of. I think FSU got left out more because of the Q. Yeah, no, that's what it was. It was the QB. Definitely a QB. Uh, college football is destroying itself. Kind of. Yeah. Mario has to represent better. Cubans can coach football. Come on, Mario. We need you to produce. Uh, brother, I don't care about Cuban or Haitian or Angolan or I don't give a shit where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I need you to win, bro. 
I need you to win. And I'm a big Mario guy, and I am looking bad. Looking bad. I'm looking like I made the wrong suggestion because I was all in on Mario. That's all I can say. Right now, I look like I was wrong. That's all I can tell you. And I better see him improve. And it's not, I don't need him to do it for Cubans, bro. You know, Cubans can do it for themselves. Puerto Ricans can do it for themselves. Okay? Everybody, every nationality, y'all can do it for yourselves. Okay? I don't need Mario to succeed for us Cubans. All right? I need Mario to succeed for us Canes. Okay? I don't care about Cubans. I care about Canes right now. All right? Mario doesn't do shit for Cubans. By the way, Cubans aren't the number one draft picks and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay? You know, maybe if he was, you know, coaching baseball, you know, maybe he can steal a few Cubans to help him out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I need him to win so he can smoke some Cubans. You know, we do cigars a lot better than football, actually. Anybody seen Lewis Sharp? All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I lost, like, so many of you with that Sharp one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to ask you, did you see the EA Sports thing? No, what happened? With the college football? No. For the name, image, and likeness? No. The thing is they're going to get the game. And six hundred dollars for their name. Oh yes, but they have yes, 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 and they have to apply. Like they have to, they have to sign a release or some shit like that just to get the money. Yeah, right. (laughs) And and most of them are going to say, "Screw you." They're not going to take six. Well, you know, the punter might take six hundred bucks. You know, the 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 fourth string. Yeah, or the smaller schools, those guys will take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bigger schools, the power fives, where the guys, those guys are making money. Six hundred dollars, I make that in an hour. Get out of here! Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's true. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Really hoping the salary cap increases helps our needs. Yeah, it'll help, man. It, it increases every year. I don't know. You may want to tell some of the media members that uh, the cap increases every year. Maybe not thirty million, but it does increase every year. Uh, oh, cap going up. Doesn't it mean more money for players? Yes, it does. But in this case, you needed the cap space in order to work it. So, yes, uh, you will have to – salaries change. You don't get any more players for it, but you have more cap space to kind of work the players that you do need. So it helps. It's going to help. It's not going to make anybody that, oh, I get, you know, four extra players now or something. No, that's not how it goes. Uh, let's see. Big O, got to give it to you. You have a magic eight ball. The Cuban brujeria from Hialeah is working. You know it, man. I know Alec Ingle doesn't run much, but in, four, in his four-year career, his four-year career long is four yards. Yeah, well, he's not, he's not there for running, bro. Actually, actually, he catches more than he runs. Huh? Has he ever had a carry at all, honestly, with the dog? I don't remember him carrying the yeah, ball. Yeah, no, he's had a carry. Yeah, he's had a carry or two or three. He's had a couple carries, but uh, he's actually caught the ball more. Oh, and there was one that there was, I still remember his first year. He had one down the sidelines. That was, I think he dropped it and it was just perfect. It would have been a big gainer for him, but he's there to block, dude. He's there to protect. He's there to block and he, and he can pass catch a little bit. That's kind of what he does. He's not really there to run. But going back to my last point, get a punishing runner 
to then complement a guy like Ingold. Um, our boy Brooks from last year can be his backup. Why do you think I say I want Derrick Henry? Because I need you to get more. I need you to have. I need this offense to have an attitude with the finesse. I can't have you be a complete finesse team because we got to go to December and January and February. We 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 run into bad weather and and tough teams and tough defenses. You need to be a a, a more physical unit. That's the way I look at it. Okay. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yes. What? Two carries. Okay. And how many catches? Two carries for Ingold, and how many catches? 13 catches. Yeah, out of 16 targets. And I'm still, and I'm still cringing from that one that year, in his first year that, dude, that was, would have been a beautiful play. It was a, I think it was a wheel route, if I'm correct, if I remember it correctly. Anyway, uh, let's get to our uh, 3A Graphics sports calendar. Alan Blanco and the great people at 3A Graphics in Hialeah. If your company, hey, you're looking for new uniforms, whatever it is you need, 3A Graphics can take care of it for you. You need magnets and calendars and hats and whatever it is for your business or anything like that. 3A Graphics, Alan Blanco. Last night, the Hurricanes defeated the Panthers, breaking their three their 11-game road win streak, and they could have uh, uh, matched the NHL record. Unfortunately, they lose to the Hurricanes, one nothing. What was it, like 18 seconds left, 19 seconds left or something? Ridiculous, man. That sucks. Anyway, Saturday, they take on Washington at 6. The Lady Canes lost to Virginia last night, 77-60. They're 16-10. They shot 37% from the field. Uh, Sunday, they're at Clemson at 2 o'clock. FAU over SMU, 80-70. What a nasty-ass dunk by Elijah Martin. That was nice, dude. Sunday, they're at Memphis, 2 o'clock. FIU, Manny Navarro just called this game, beat Liberty, 76-71. Improved to 4-8 in the conference. Arturo Dean had 24 points. Javonta Hawkins had 20. Saturday, they take on Jacksonville State. At 6 o'clock, Liberty on the ladies' side beat FIU 71-56. They've got Jackson State at 3 o'clock, 3.30 on Saturday at Jackson State. Tonight, the Heat and the Pelicans. Fly, Pelican, fly. Pelicans are favored by 3.5 at home against the Heat. Over and under is 219. Saturday at 4 o'clock, G-Tech visiting the Hurricanes. Men's basketball team is just 6-10 and 10 in the conference. G-Tech is 4-12, and 12, so these are two of the bad teams. That is your 3A graphics sports calendar. And when we uh, like to focus in on an MVP, we like to give our MVP award out there, and it is our Cutter's Edge MVP of the night. Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. CuttersEdgePro.com Here's our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night. All right, all right, all right. Well, last night, man, you know, uh, Vladimir Golden, the uh, center for FAU, had a hell of a night, 21 points, uh, two blocks. Um, But last night, uh, Elijah Martin stole the show. 
you know, John L. Davis is a he is the rock of Gibraltar for the FAU Owls. Okay. I can give John L. Davis the Cutter's Edge MVP of the night every night. You know what I mean? Because John L. Davis has just been an absolute stud from the second he put on an Owls uniform. He has had a fabulous career for the Owls. And by the way, I can't get enough of watching games with the Owls and the floor. That floor is so good. But anyway, Elijah Martin last night, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and a viral nasty dunk in the paint. If you haven't seen it, go to the FAU Men's Basketball Twitter page. You can catch it there. It's somewhere on YouTube, whatever. But Elijah Martin, you know, we talk a lot about John L. Davis. Sometimes, you know, we talk about the big man in the middle, Golden, the Russian Golden. But uh, Elijah Martin, man, he, he does a lot for FAU. And last night, he was electrifying. Elijah Martin our Cutter's Edge Pro MVP of the night. The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com. Providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year. All right, all right, all right. Market is quiet, by the way. Uh, Bitcoin holding strong at uh, 51,000, so not, not really a bad day overall. Kind of the altcoins have taken a hit. Jasmine went down, and I leave, but that, that happens when you have parabolic rises. Remember, we always tell you, you don't get on the parabolic rise. You wait for it to come down a little bit after its parabolic rise and then find a floor, and then that's when you can get in again if you didn't get in. Or if you want to reload and, and get the dip, that's what you do. Dow Jones is up 62 points. The S&P is up nearly two points. The NASDAQ is barely up 9,000th of a point. So there you go. A ride, a ride, a ride. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh. Um. McD needs to involve his offensive players far more. Yeah, he needs to get everybody involved. Does Henry run behind, well behind a zone scheme? Yes, he can. Big O, at the end of the day, it's like you've been saying, you can't get, you can get a horse to the water, but you can't make a drink. McDaniel is that horse. You're right. So, uh, what else do we have? Go ahead, call me crazy. I don't give a shit, but Miami Dolphins need to be a run-first team. Of course. You know, uh, True Fin Fin, I am glad you brought this up. Let's get, let's get into a couple of topics here for the Miami Dolphins. Why don't we, right? Because I told you to start the show that there were some pretty good uh, topics to talk about. What do you think Justin Herbert and Tua have in common? It certainly ain't winning because Tua does more of that. It ain't height because Justin's got that. It ain't arm. Justin's got that. It ain't head-to-head because Tua's got that. But you know what it is? New offensive coordinator Greg Roman was asked about, you know, what he wanted to do with Justin Herbert now that he's working with him. 
right? What's, what, where does he want to improve with Justin Herbert? So Roman was sp- speaking with reporters on Thursday on the best way he can, you know, make Justin Herbert better. Says he wants to establish an elite running game to complement Herbert. He says, can you imagine Justin Herbert with a great running game? We don't know, but I can imagine what it might look like. So that's what I envision. Interesting. By the way, who's been talking about running the ball with Tua? That would be me, right? You know why? Because we have a head coach that is playing Tua like you would play Dan Marino. Like you would play Jim Kelly. Like you would play Pat Mahomes. And even though he's very injury prone, if you give him a decent line, Joe Burrow can do it also. Okay? But in the history of the game, there aren't a lot of people that can do that kind of stuff. You can't do it with Bob Greasy. Can't do it with Drew Brees. Can't. Sorry. Can't do it with Josh Allen. You put Josh Allen to throw the ball 40 times a game, and you're going to have turnovers left and right. That's what Joe Brady noticed. Justin Herbert, you can't have him throwing 40 times a game. He'll be turning over the ball left and right. He's not that guy. You know why? Because Kirk Cousins is not that guy. Because Dak Prescott's not that guy. Because Derek Carr's not that guy. Because C.J. Holmes is not that guy. Because Trevor Lawrence is not that guy. Do you understand where I'm getting at? None of them are that guy. There's only two guys right now currently in the league that I could say, nah, let's not have any running game or a half-ass running game, and let's just rear back and let it fly. Mahomes and Burrow. Nobody else. Nobody else. There's no one else in the entire league that you can just say, yo, line up and throw the ball all you want. Can't do it with Jalen Hurts. He's incapable of doing that. Can't do it with Lamar Jackson. Incapable of doing that. Just like Josh Allen. Incapable. Just like Justin Herbert. Incapable. These are things that a lot of people just don't understand. And and when it happens to an older man, you know, the young people I kind of understand because they don't get to see it. But an older guy has way more examples. Sorry, young people. Again, I got to play the experience game here. You know, we lived in an era, in the same era, okay? If there was no running game, would you trust Warren Moon? Hell yeah, right? No running game, you're going to trust Jim Kelly, right? Yeah. You know, running game, game, you're going to trust Marino. Yes, yes. Correct, right? Yeah, because he never had a running game. Yeah. Right, right. Well, he actually, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm looking at, like, results, though. With Jim Kelly, he always had, like, Thurman Thomas. He always okay. had that, so. Dan Fouts. Brett Favre. Okay? You know, there, there are guys. Gunslinger. We, we had guys back in the day. We had more of them than they do now. 
And that's the lack of education, understanding, perspective that is going on here. And this is where I look at Joe Brady and I say, God bless you, dude. You know, even though you're bettering the, the bills and I hate you for that, but you looked at it and you said, no, no, we got to run. <laughs> this guy can't sit there and throw 45 times. We'll die. Uh, haven't you watched what's been going on? He can't do that. That's because most guys can't. Most guys can't. And some of you older guys out there, you're falling into the trap. And you're falling into the trap that you think we have a bunch of Jim Kellys out there. And we don't. And we don't have a bunch of Marinos. We don't have them. We don't have Warren Moons. We don't have them. That's just the way it is. And Brett Favre, to a certain extent, got you in trouble by gunslinging a lot. Okay? He ends up getting away with it by like a hair because, brother, he just had a knack for making some plays. You, you, you got to give people credit when they deserve it. And I, I give Brett Favre the cojones award. Okay? Because that guy was... Fearless of anything and everything, and you name the situation, it didn't matter to Brett Favre. He was going to go into it fearless. But we had more of those kind of guys. We don't have them now. So you better run the ball a lot for Jordan Love. And I showed you the examples during the playoffs. When they didn't run the ball for CJ, he went right into the tank. When they didn't run the ball for Jordan Love, and they have two running backs that they pound the shit out of you with, they pound you with Jones, and then they hit you with the, what's the name of the big kid from Boston College? I forgot his name, but anyways, you know what I'm talking about. They pound you with the other guy then after that. He's a big guy and can move. And they will gain yards on your ass, and they will move. And then when you couldn't run, Jordan Love went and crapped in his pants. Because you didn't understand the game. Those of you, oh, I already want Jordan Love over Tua. No, you're just an idiot and you're not watching the games. You're not really, you're not really watching it with intelligence. You're watching it with emotion. Huh? Dylan. Dylan. That's it. And there you go. Finn's in the house and Giovanni, thank you. Always on top of it. You guys are awesome. So, AJ, AJ Dylan. Uh, so, you know, this is what I see, and that's where... Why do you think I'm mentioning Derek Henry? Why, why do you think I sit here and tell you 20 years later and 30 years later what happened to Marino? You didn't want to run. You didn't want to give him a dominant running game, but you gave it to Jim Kelly, and he dominated Marino, and he dominated the division, and he dominated the conference, didn't win it. But, man, I... I, I I would have had, I, would you love a slice of the success at least that the Bills had? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. And Jim Kelly can gunsling with the best of them, dude. I don't give a shit if he was playing for the Outlaws. No, it was the Gamblers. Gamblers. I don't care if he was playing for the University of Miami in the Peach Bowl, the Gamblers, or the Bills. Okay. Kelly could sling the rock and, again, another fearless dude. But we don't have a lot of those guys. 
And you don't want to play that kind of football more often than not. You need to have a running game. Even with Mahomes, they give they hammer with Pacheco. Even if he gets three yards a carry, watch the stats. They'll still give it to him 20 times, 25 times. And that kid runs with a vengeance, just to keep him honest. Even with Mahomes, they give him the damn running game. Now, can I trust Mahomes without a running game? Yeah, 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 I can trust him. I can trust Joe Burrow. It ends there. It ends there. Everyone else in the league needs a running game, including Marino. So I read that article and I said, God bless you, dude. You know, this maybe educates people. And that's what I want for the Dolphins. I want a dominant, not a finesse running game, a dominant running game. The one that says, oh, it's fourth and one or it's third and one, and we're all sitting there going, no problem, bro. We'll hammer it right then. We'll get three yards. And move the pile. That's what I want to see. When I see that, then, then I know that Tua has exactly what he needs in order to succeed. And, you know, there you go. That's an element that's missing from this offense. It was missing from Buffalo, and then they figured it out. So that's one subject there that I wanted to talk about with the Miami Dolphins. The other subject has to do with Mike McDaniel. If you can, please, sir, pull up the video. And uh, I want to give a little love to Gus Gus 1388 because, you know, his his loyalty uh, to this program is second to none. And uh, he's really a good dude uh, and been a a strong supporter of us for years. And he kind of, uh, at times, is like a a secret producer on the show because he sends me stuff that I may not have seen. You know, a lot of times I see it, and then there's a bunch of times that I didn't see something he found, you know? And so he finds this video, a very interesting video of Sean McVay. We're going to play it for you. Um, And... Sean McVay looks in the mirror and admits that his game management sucks at times. And then he needs help, and he pretty much labels it a weakness. So he hires a guy by the name of John Streichter. He is now the coordinator of football strategy. And I say this because... In a very important year for the Miami Dolphins, because as I told you about the salary cap, manageable this year, a challenge but still doable next year, in 26, it's going to be a really impossible hurdle, okay? It'll be a harder hurdle. Maybe you can overcome it, but it'll be a miracle it'll take, okay? Miracle. But the next years, okay. So what's imperative to get it right? in these next two years to try to take advantage with these group of players and try to win it. But if you don't improve your game management, which has been a, a strong critique of mine of Mike McDaniel, the number one problem with the Miami Dolphins is Mike McDaniel and his game management skills, which they, they suck. So here's Sean McVay openly admitting it and then talking about adding a gentleman that is helping him 
with game management because he makes too many mistakes during the game. Here we go. Here's Sean McVay. Vision for John Stryker's responsibility. Not use my timeouts in the second half until I need to. Um, no, really, here's what I would say. When I look at myself and really our team from just an after-action review, you say, all right, where is the game going? Where are things that you can do to try to separate yourself and win in those margins? And um, this game management or this game management coordinator, there's there's a select group of people that have really earned a, a great reputation around the league. They have calls on Wednesdays throughout the season. They're really passionate about trying to be able to give each team an edge and, and you look at what this guy's reputation has been in Tennessee, working closely with Mike Vrabel. And I think from afar, I've always admired and respected the way that they handle situations. There's a, an aid understanding of the rules and how to be able to use those to your advantage. Um, clock management, um, some of the situational things that do end up coming up. Um, he's done a lot of different things for Tennessee, but when they ended up having a transition, he was a guy that became available and you wanted to be able to jump at the opportunity to get him on board because I think he's going to be really valuable. Um, I've really enjoyed being around him in the short amount of time and getting some exposure to just the passion he has for that specific um, part of the game while also having a big picture capacity for it schematically and then also being able to evaluate personnel. So that'll be the focus and concentration. I think it'll be evolving. You know, we were sitting down the other day and he was talking about all the different roles and responsibilities that he carried in, in Tennessee. And, and a lot of those will be carryover. but I thought it was important that we put somebody in that role to be able to be, uh, you know, just more consistent and, and help me be better for our football team. And he's somebody that I'm going to really rely upon. And I think he's going to help us out a lot. Thanks, Sean. I can only Jordan. Go ahead. Hey, Sean, following up on that question, what was that like for you, um, re recognizing that that was something, I mean, as you've sort of joked about, and even in this interview, like recognizing that was something that maybe you wanted to look into adding to your staff in this way. I know you've had people weigh in in the past, but this seems like a very clearly defined asset for, for you for you, and, and for you guys. It does, Jordan. And we've had coaches that have kind of carried dual responsibilities I think it was important to be able to isolate that separately um, because of where the landscape of the league is going. And because if you're just being honest, I know I can improve in that area for our football team. And so you always want to take steps in the right direction. Um, and that's not perfect by any stretch, but I do respect the track record. And he's a guy that is so well-respected in that arena. And you can see the influence that he had on a lot of situations being handled the right way in Tennessee over the last handful of years with the responsibility that he had for Vrabes. Um, as soon as he became available, the people that carry the highest reputation um, in that network of coaches or people that operate in that circle immediately, oh, you got to go get Stretch. He, he's the best out there. Um, and immediately we wanted to be able to act on that. And I give a lot of credit to Brian Zanders. He's so in tune with some of that stuff. Uh, he recognized and identified that right away. Chase Blackburn was able to provide you know great insight into the value that he had from when he was in Tennessee for that year. And, um, and we wanted to be intentional about uh, proactive, intentional and proactive about trying to be able to get him on board with us because I know he was going to have some options, and I'm glad that it worked out that he's here. All right. All I can tell you is, Mike McDaniel, go look at what Sean McVay is doing. You desperately need this. Desperately need this. I, I, and, and oh, by the way, they got him from where? 
Who beat Miami at the end of the season to make their season just completely go awry? Tennessee. Mike Vrabel, better coach, and he hires better people around him. So Mike McDaniel, again, this is a young coach. He's learning just like a lot of young coaches. Look at Sean McVay, still learning at this point, and now is when he's making this move. But, you know, he's already got a title at least. So that's the difference. You know, you, you get that leeway, you know, you could give it to him. But in this case, this is exactly what Mike McDaniel needs. A specialist that, that helps him with game strategy. Because McVay, Andy Reid, who was terrible with game management, he got better. McDaniel, uh, Lefleur. You know, these guys are head coaches and they're calling the offense. It's a lot of shit going on, dude. So you've got to be aware of everything going on. So you're worried about your offense, and there's Bradley Chubb out on the field in the fourth quarter of a meaningless game, and look, now you screwed yourself. Because maybe you're thinking about what to do in the next possession, and you should be watching everything that's going on, and you can't because you've got to go talk with your offense and your line and your quarterback and your receivers and whatever, and you can't really pay attention the way you're supposed to. See what I'm saying? Oh, no, yeah, let the defensive coordinator handle it. Yeah, no, no, but you need to be there and be the eyes overall over the defensive coordinator, over the offensive coordinator, over the special. Oh, I'm sorry, you're the offensive coordinator too? Oh, okay, that's a problem. In-game specialist, he's in his headset. Hey, coach, uh, you, you should take some of these players out right now. This game is over, and, you know, you've got guys out there that really don't need to be out there. We can save them for next week. Yeah, that's a good move. Let's get them out there. So I saw that, and thank you, Gus. Appreciate you sending me that. I said, this is exactly what Mike McDaniel needs. Okay? All right, all right, all right. I got a couple, two more Dolphin topics that I want to touch base on. Uh, before I do that, let's go with B-Days. B-Days, B-Days, B-Days. Uh, let's see. Emily Blunt, movie actress. She is 41 years old. Niecy Nash, TV actress, is 54. Josh Gad, Miami Dolphins fan and actor, is 43 years old. Uh, let's see, D'Angelo Russell, basketball player, 28. Jamal Murray, basketball player, 27. Skylar Gray, pop singer, she is 38. Casemiro, soccer player, 32. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Andrew Wiggins, basketball player, 29. Aziz Ansari, Actor, 41. And that's it. Those are the folks celebrating birthdays today. Let's go with a little music history. Today, on this date in 2006, surviving members of Alice in Chains announced 
uh, that they were reforming the band four years later after singer Lane Staley died. Their new singer, um, God, I'm forgetting his name now. Anyway, he does an excellent job. I love him, man. I think he does an excellent job. Great front man. Hell of a lot more life on stage than Lane Staley. Lane had a hell of a voice. There's no doubt. But uh, this guy's actually a much better front man. In 2010, Stone Temple Pilots revealed that they completed their self-titled comeback album, the group's first record since 2001. In 78, Whitesnake made its live debut at the Skybird Club in Nottingham, England. In the still of the night. In uh, 78, the Eagles received the Grammy for Record of the Year for Hotel California. The band refused to perform during the ceremony because they didn't think they were going to win. And in 2011, on this date, the Foo Fighters released Rope, their first single off the new album, Wasting Light. That is what happened today in music history. Right. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so the salary cap has gone up thirty million dollars to two hundred and fifty five point four million dollars. It was two twenty four point eight. So basically thirty million dollars that it went up. And you know, in life, you should have a little patience and wait till you have all the information. Because when you don't have all the information and then you go out there and start talking about something, it kind of ends up being out of place. And so I get it. Some people have to get clicks to write, get views to watch, and they need to add the dramatics in life. And for the last uh, two months, all I heard was cap hell. And oh my God, it's going to be a, a, a cap a disintegration for the Dolphins. And it's going to be impossible. And their team is going to be terrible next year. And all this and that. And first of all, you don't even know who they're drafting. You don't even know who they're signing. You don't even know who's going to improve from within. So how good do you know they're going to be? Or how bad do you know they're going to be? And do you have all the information? Did you have the salary, inf salary cap information? No, you didn't. And so why don't you wait for that? How can you predict a mock draft now when you haven't gone through free agency? Why do you keep putting the cart before the horse? I understand in the context of sensationalism, it's the offseason. I've got nothing to talk about. Oops. Mike Tannenbaum made a terrible suggestion of, let's trade Jalen Waddle. Hey, I'm bored. I've got nothing to write or talk about. Let's run with that. And that's what the media has become nowadays. Let's write or talk about shit that makes no sense, that's never going to happen, and it's not even reality. But it fills space. It gets clicks. It gets you to argue amongst yourselves. It gets people pissed off. Mission accomplished. Even if there was nothing substantive about it. Even if there was no real, actual substance to it. Nothing. There's no actual facts. 
Nothing is real about it. It's all made up gibberish. So where are they now? Are they all backtracking? You know, I was wrong about that cap stuff. You know, it might not be that hard. Or what are you going to do, spin it and say, well, there's still some challenges ahead. Let me keep the drama going. No, no, no other challenges than no other team faces. No challenges that are any different than any other year. But let's make it more than what it really is when it isn't. Just like, hey, Albert Wilson is the second coming. No, he isn't. We didn't buy receivers in shorts. Do you know why? Because I've already lived through Brandon Manning. Was it Brandon Manning? Something like that? Little receiver out of Wisconsin or something that they drafted in the fifth round. I want to say in the mid-90s somewhere. Brian Manning or something like that. I lived through all of those kind of things back in when I was a young reporter in the 90s. You know? I remember those days. And we used to get wowed about guys in shorts. And I learned my lesson after that. I want to say it was fifth round. Look at the fifth round draft in 96, 95, 97, something like that. And... I want to say Manning is the last name. I want to say it was Brian Manning or something like that. But he was, you know, another guy, the the guy with the uh, gang signs that they brought in as a uh, street-free agent. Jimmy brought in. And I remember that's another guy that started shining. You know, I've seen these stories before. And so let's create all this drama and sensationalism about Albert Wilson running around in shorts or this year's flavor was who? Huh? Robbie Chosen? Because, you know, you got to write it up and talk it up because it's nice and it's sensationalism. But is there any real substance? And, And this is not hindsight. I was laughing at all the Robbie Chosen talk last this past season. I was laughing at all of the Albert Wilson talk this past season because I've lived through Brian Manning. Drafted by the Dolphins, I want to say, like in the fifth round. No? Can't find it? Maybe not Wisconsin, Green Bay or something. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking Wisconsin, Green Bay or something. Maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe it was another school. I was completely wrong. You know what I mean? But I, I want to say it was Brian Manning or something like that. Goggle it. Ah, uh, well, don't, don't, don't use Wisconsin. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. I know I'm not wrong on the Manning part, receiver, and maybe fifth round. Okay? Because I, I, seriously, I, I actually think I might have nailed the round and everything. If, if I'm correct. Here, I'll go. I, let me see here. Here we go. I got I got somewhere to go here. Where is Where is it? Oh, Shane Burton, that's a name. Okay. 
How about 97? Brian Manning. Now I got it. I found it. 97. Sixth round. Brian Manning out of Stanford. There you go. I told you I got the school probably wrong, but I knew I had I had the name. I was off by a round. I said fifth. It was six. And he was like, oh, dude, he was doing the same shit Albert Wilson was doing. Same shit. This is 1997, dude. Okay? This is, you know, 27 years ago. Now. I remember that. Jordan was that receiver. Jordan was his last name that Jimmy brought in, and he also had a good training camp, and he disappeared completely once we put on pads. Charles Jordan. How about that, bitch? Yeah, I can remember some of those guys. And you can too now, right? Azukama disappeared. Uh, uh, the other receiver, um, um, the other receiver that uh, made some catches, he's still on the roster. He's going into his third year. Braylon Sanders. Oh, practice squad, but another preseason star. You know, it's like it happens all the time. And people fall for this shit all the time. And so, you know, I, I, I've lived it too many times already. I've watched it. And now the whole thing happened with the cap. And it's like, how are you making something out to be when you don't even have all the information? And there you go. So I hope everybody's kind of correcting themselves. Yeah, no, I didn't have all the information. Apparently, you know, the, the, it's very manageable. Kind of like what Orlando Alzigiri said a year ago, that it would be manageable. And remember, we told you it'll be a little harder, but doable next year. Okay? Just to prepare you ahead of time. Because you know by next year, by December, they'll be writing about Cap Hell again coming. I'm just telling you. So I just want to prepare you for those future articles and, and talk show hosts. I don't even know if there's going to be any radio left in another year or two because they're about to – did you see what happened with the takeover with, uh, with um, Odyssey and all that? Oh, that shit is going to get ugly. Oh, my God. Oh, so my God. And apparently they're going to move it more to – uh, news talk and politics and stuff like that. The company that took over is going to want more of that and less of the other stuff. Because, again, if you get the hot button topics, there's more hot button topics in politics, politics than there is in sports. Or an election so, year. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's all about clicks and that's the only yeah. way you're going to get money. Only right. way you're going to get yeah, yeah, ratings. Yeah, yeah, because the the everyth everything else is dying. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So with the politics, you might survive with that, yeah. and you might make some money. Well, because you always know, there's always going to be there, right? Yeah. And, let, and you know yeah, that you always know it's always going to. Not be only there, that, so. not only are they going to lean Odyssey more that way, they're going to sell off pieces of Odyssey now. Yeah. So now QAM may get sold. You never know. Maybe somebody, oh. lo maybe you know, Jorge Mas, yo. Mm -hmm. 
I think they might keep one station around that right. just to broadcast the sports and things like that. That's all they're going to do, though. And right. have one or two talk shows. And but you, you actually, you know what would be a blessing? A mom-and-pop organization. Buying, would be, not, but I just Not a corporation know. buying a radio station. I don't see it this time because the mom... What do you, no, how much a, do you get out of dying. it? Though? Yeah, it's also how much, dying. Yeah, you're going to pay money to, to get something that's... Yeah, it's a medium that's not dying. there it's anymore. Hard. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard. So it's hard. Jalen Ramsey, 18 minutes ago, tweets out. Yes. Should be crazy how stuff plays out sometimes. But one thing... I know for show is that it was an honor teaming up with the greatest corner in Miami Dolphins history, in my opinion, X. Then he puts in in a little quotes, I won't ever forgive dude for not utilizing our full skill set. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what will change with, with this guy. You have to. A great coach does, especially, look, you know what, where, where Fangio effed up completely and showed me he's not special? When you inherit a team right away, you're not going to have all the players you need. So, and, and this is where McDaniel fails too, by the way. So what you have, you need to make the best meal possible. Did Fangio do that? No, he didn't. He was stuck in his ways, and he got the best out of it doing his way. But he could have maximized it even more by being flexible and using others to their strengths, i.e. Mike McDaniel fails the same way. You have Mike Kosicki. Okay, dude, we all know he doesn't block. But he's a mismatch as a wide receiver. So you can't scheme him in? Really? You're not a very good coach then. You can't stay with the run? You're not a very good coach then. You only know how to get Waddle and Tyreek in the offense. You can't mix other people. You're not a very good coach then. We got to be honest. If I'm going to critique Fangio for the same shit, you mean you're not going to put Jalen Ramsey on their best receiver to shadow him? Then you're not a very good coach then. You mean you're not going to pressure Will Levis or Lamar Jackson? Well, then you're not a very good coach then. Look, the worst thing that you do in this town is follow Don Shula and those of us that lived it. Because Chef Ramsey, in his best moment, can never be the chef that Don Shula was on the sidelines. Never. Never. And he can never be Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks that none of them were Hall of Famers. Don Shula got to a Super Bowl with three completely different teams. The Bob Greasy run-oriented team that won it, the Woodstock team that was with two quarterbacks that, by the way, has anybody gotten to the Super Bowl since with two quarterbacks? Thanks for playing. And then with pass happy Marino and no running game and no defense. That's a coach that says, okay, I have these ingredients. I'm going to cook the, the meal this way. Oh, I have Woodstock. I have these ingredients. Okay, one guy's strength is passing, the other guy's strength is running. I'm going to use these ingredients this way. Oh, I have a three-headed monster at running back. 
and an ultra smart and accurate quarterback, I'm going to do things this way. Was he the same coach in all three? Yes. Did he completely adjust to what he had? Absolutely. And why? Because he's the Don. Because he's the man. Because he's Eric Spolstra, who can change with any damn team you give him. Scrubs, superstars, it doesn't matter what it is. Great coaching adjusts. Mike McDaniel, you are so far away from great coaching, it's ridiculous because you don't adjust. And Vic Fangio, as our friend Jason just pointed out, you know, you didn't take advantage either of what was going on. Anyway. Uh, don't forget, folks, when it comes to Orvieto's awards and more, if your company, like out here at Craig Zinzak or Pembroke Pines, they give out an award probably to salesman, saleswoman every single month, right? Whoever's number one, that lady gets a plaque or a trophy or that gentleman gets a plaque or a trophy, right? Or maybe you've uh, got a softball league or you've got a chess league or you've got a fantasy football league or, what, or maybe employee of the month or anything like that. Orvieto's Awards and more, folks. They're in North Miami Beach. Proud sponsor of our program, 1123 Northeast 163rd Street. Laser and computerized engraving, UV printing, glass and crystal etching, custom engraved gift items, corporate recognition awards, plaques, trophies, medallions, ribbons. They do it all. Diplomas, laminations, uh, custom framing, you name it. They do it at Orvieto's Awards and more. Give them a ring and tell them that Big O sent you. 305-949-8098 for Orvieto's awards and more. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jim Crash Jensen, all kinds of shit, dude. That's, that's who Shula was, dude. That's who Shula was. That's what made him great. If one thing didn't work, he tried to find another way to make it work, dude. That's... that's that's why, that's why I love the guy. That's why I love Eric Spolstra so much. That's why I've always been an enormous Eric Spolstra supporter, defender, even through, through, through shoulder gate, bump gate, whatever the hell that thing was with LeBron. And we had a bunch of idiots that wanted to fire uh, uh, Spo, and I was like, no, hell no, I'm not firing Spo. Same thing. Spo and, and Shula, for me, are the greatest coaches I've ever seen in South Florida history, dude. And that's a lot saying with Larinaga here and, and, and Ron Frazier and some Fern Labati who did an, a, a marvelous job. She never gets enough, enough credit. Danny Price was a hell of a coach for FIU. We've had some, some great coaches. Coach Crutchfield up in Nova's doing a hell of a job. We've had some great coaches in this town. Shula and Spo. Brother, they tower above everybody. Tower. They tower even better than Riley. I put Riley third behind those guys. Yes, sir. Question for you. 
I know we're talking about Christian Wilkins with the salary cap being so high. Do you, does that change at all anything that you were thinking? You know, I'm glad you brought that up now. Okay. Um, no, it doesn't change. I still think they let him go. But there's one chance now. I think now the tag part, if they don't have the success or they don't think that in free agency or the draft they have an answer at tackle, I can, I can see them because of all the space that's opened up, they could actually tag Wilkins. Hear me out now. And try to negotiate a long-term contract, but, oh, well, we couldn't come up with it. You'll have to play on it. And then they keep him around kind of a dick move for one more year, and he has to play under the tag. That's the one That's the one thing that I would give because they have enough space now that they can even pull that shit off. But again, they have to look at the landscape. If they don't think they're going to be able to replace him with a solid player, someone equal or better or whatever, then I think there's a a slim shot that they tag him with a dick move. But they don't give him a new deal. They actually go through the year with the hard cap number and then just... After that, the animosity will be... There was already animosity, okay? You won't hear that anywhere else. Um, But remember that phone call? Anyway, so there was animosity, and, you know, another tag year, the animosity will build, and it'll be just like a volcano in Iceland. You know, basically. All right, what else do we have? Uh, Big O, because he didn't care, he knew he was going to leave to Philly after the end of the year. Probably. There could be a lot to that, Jamsville. Yeah. Yes, sir? I think he got a call once Sean Desai got put down. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, because once that, yeah, yes, 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 I'm sorry. Let me rephrase because I'm not saying everything's different, but hey. (laughs) Hey, you know, uh, we let go of Desai. Really? Yep, exactly. That's when I think everything started. The wheels Just in letting you know. Have a great day. Yeah. And that's it. That's all yeah. the conversation yeah. had to be. Because that was week eight. So, you know, like in the middle of the season. Right. And they had Matt Patricia finish the season. Yeah. Think about that. I know. Bird's nest in his face. Fox Sports 640 will be the next to go. Why? Jeremy, what is it with you and burying radio stations? <laughs> they do it themselves. It's kind of like our dollar. The Federal Reserve does it themselves. They bury our dollar, the, every president. So don't worry about it. They're doing it to themselves. We don't, we don't need to push them along the way. Giving up 56 and 48 points is absolutely disgusting. There's no excuse for it. No, sir. Big O, don't be surprised. Fox Sports might buy out QAM since 640. Nah. Now, they've lost enough money already with stations. I think they don't want to take on any more stations. It's bad. Radio's bad business. People aren't listening to radio anymore. Okay? That's why it's one of the reasons why I left, because I knew this was coming. 
People just don't listen to commercial breaks anymore. They don't want to listen to radio. Radio's dead. Uh, radio is alive only because they still get to podcast. And if they're smart, they're selling their streams, not the radio signal, because there's really not that many people listening anymore. Um, Finn's TD, Big O, X, a post-June 1st cut, and what does it cap? Brother, don't worry about I told. What did I tell you last year? Take my advice from last year through this year. There's no cap issues. Don't worry about it. They'll be fine. It'll be super manageable. They're not going to they're going to be able to do whatever they need to do to improve the team and sign whoever they want to sign and let go whoever they want to let go. We have to stop already. Don't allow them to create the FUD that doesn't exist. FUD is fear, uncertainty and doubt, by the way, when I say FUD. Yes, sir. The only thing that the June 1st does is we can't spend that 18.4 until then. But you could probably already have a deal. I'm sure you could have somebody Negotiate. waiting. Yeah, you could have had already negotiated. Just like right now. Uh, Rob Hunt deal later on. Yeah. Right now, Xavier can go sign with anybody on. else, but yeah. it can't get announced until yeah. he's released by the Dolphins. So Not things worried. can happen during it. Just you can't spend a as Connor until Williams deal, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah all do that a couple stuff. of things. Yeah. So today was a day where there was a lot of good news for the Dolphins besides the cap. I love the story of Sean McVay because it is so, so Mike McDaniel. He needs it badly, right? I love the, the Justin Herbert story because it really connects with everything that goes on in general for most quarterbacks, not just our guy Tua, not just our guy Marino, but in general overall. There's a lot of stories that I think shed light on what, goes on we talked a little bit about the cap and how it could affect the the uh the situation with uh wilkins and all that right here's another one that i thought was fantastic for the miami dolphins drew rosenhaus so drew rosenhaus was on with joe this morning right and he was talking about first of all good news he was talking about you know he said There'll be other teams interested in Van Ginkle. And sure, maybe Fangio wants him. But do you think Van Ginkle really gravitates to Fangio? Likes Fangio? Really wants to have conversations with Fangio? Does anybody want to have conversations with Fangio? No. Is Fangio going to be in Philadelphia for many years to come? Probably not. So let's really be realistic. Van Ginkle's not going to get stolen by Philadelphia. Okay, and he says there's mutual interest between the Dolphins and Van Ginkle. They've got their home here. This is the team that drafted him. This is the team that believed him. This is the front office that believed in him. More importantly, not Flo, because he didn't use him enough. Okay, and Fangio figured it out finally and used him, and maybe more because of the injuries too. I don't know, but either way, great news. In that sense, the mutual interest part, I think Van Ginkle comes back here, no problem. Then, the next one, and this is where we hit a home run out of the park so we can talk about the bullshit first and foremost. Okay, so he talks about the Connor Williams thing because he's the same agent for it. Says, I do think we're going to be very methodical and take a very uh, uh, slow uh uh, a slow approach to it. Um, it's not... Now, 
here's the thing about taking a slow and methodical approach to all of this. Uh, what happens? Um, do you think people wait till like July to sign players, or do you think they want to know their players already in in March and April and then everything? Right when they dr- plans are already done, salaries are signed. So you're gonna wait till the NFL and all the other teams have made their decisions. You're gonna wait till money dries up because that's part of free agency. You want to like sign early because cap space gets taken up. And then later on, you don't have cap space. So what methodical approach can you take? It sounds really nice. And I get it, dude. Writers aren't going to challenge Drew Rosenhaus in this. They don't, want, they don't need to piss him off because they got to call him for quotes. I don't need to call Drew Rosenhaus for any kind of quote. I don't give a shit. Okay? I don't give a rat's ass. But if you want to wait, Drew, that's fantastic. You play more into the Dolphins' hands. Because less people will have money. There'll be less opportunities, and that will play right into the Dolphins' hands to sign your client, Connor Williams. So let's, you know, cut through the bullshit. If you want to take a slow and methodical approach, that plays right into the Miami Dolphins' hands. I just want to thank you, my brother, because you gave me some really good news on the Joe Rose Show this morning. And I know nobody's going to challenge you on that because, of course, you know, Nobody's going to want to piss off their guest, and, and, and writers aren't going to challenge him in that because then they can't call him for a quote on anything else because he won't call him back. So that's all right. Me, I don't care if I piss you off. You can kiss my ass, okay? You know, same thing that happened with the whole X stuff. After everything that goes on, you know, and I know the agent very well, and I like him and everything, but it's not going to stop me from calling it like I see it. They should have traded his ass a few years ago, like I said. Wrong move on the Dolphins' part. Should have dumped his ass a couple years ago and get something. And I told you they would dump his ass now. Okay? And I'm telling you what Drew Rosenau says makes zero sense. So if you want to take a slow and methodical approach, you will play right into the hands of the Miami Dolphins front office. Thank you, sir. Connor Williams, you're more than guaranteed to come back to the Miami Dolphins. And guess what? I welcome you back. It's going to be a lot of fun to have you back. So once you do get healthy, then you'll join the Dolphins. Eichenberg will fill in until then. Uh, There you go. Uh, Big O, didn't video kill the radio star? It did. QM needs to be sold to Hubbard or they just fold all together. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's another, that's, that's a real profitable and positive outfit, that Hubbard. <laughs> Next thing you'll tell me, they'll sell them to Cumulus. There are some bad radio companies out there, dude. And I've worked for most of them. <laughs> Beasley is the only company. And I, I enjoyed my time with Sirius. I would work for Sirius. Uh, but Beasley's the one company that I could say, you know, I, I truly enjoyed it and loved it. But they were more mom and pop when they weren't necessarily big and corporate like they are now, you know. But uh, they were more mom and pop, and it was just absolutely fantastic, man. It was a blessing. Anyway, we uh, thank Manny Navarro. We thank the great Sean Stanley. We thank Larry Schlossberg, who's uh, behind me. Is he behind me? No, I don't see him there. He's not sitting there. But anyway, that's his office right there. 
come on out and see the great people out here at Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines, baby. Customer appreciation event going on right now. We got a large selection of brand new and certified pre-owned vehicles. Come on out to 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 in Pines, and tell them that Big O sent you. We'll see you on Monday morning, bright and early at 10 a.m. Y'all be good out there. Have a great day and a great weekend, and be safe.